So if there was any way he could have taken anything off of Jesus, I believe he would have. But it had to be that by his stripes we were healed. It had to be that way. I don't understand why, but I thank God for it. And Jesus said, if there's any way to let this cup pass, God, if there's any way to spill the cup, let's do that. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And he surrendered himself 100% to the will of God. He made himself obedient to death on a cross for us. So we have the Father who did it for us, and it was his will. And we have Jesus who chose to go through it so that we could be healed, restored, made whole, prosperous, above and not beneath, called children of God. He chose that for you and me. You know he saw your face when he was taking those stripes, right? You know when he was hanging on the cross, he saw your face. Because it says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the pain of the shame of the cross. He endured being hung virtually naked bleeding, being the king of kings, the Lord of glory, shamed to a death that was for the worst criminals. He did that for the joy set before him. And the joy set before him was reconciliation with you and me. So that you would be healed. He took those beatings so that you could be healed. He received the punishment for sin, death, hell, and the grave. A life for a life. He, sorry. He received that for you and I. So that we could be healed. So that our physical bodies could receive being made whole. I'm not going to tell you how it works. I don't necessarily know. That's not my department. My department is to just believe God. Just trust him and believe him. And sometimes he opens up my understanding and I get to see how something works. And sometimes he closes it and I don't get to know anymore. There have been things he's revealed to me for a short amount of time and then took them up because we're responsible for what we know. And they're gone. And when I need them, boom, there they are, laid bare before me. And when I don't need them, boom, <laughs> I don't even know them. I'm on a need-to-know basis with God. And sometimes I don't need to know. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I think that's important for us all to get to that point where it's okay not to know everything. I don't have to have every answer. And I don't care if people think I should have every answer. I don't. I have a lot of answers because I know God and I know his word. But I don't know everything about God. I don't know everything about his word. But I know his character. 
And it's so easy for him to perform a miracle. It's so easy for him to make a physical body, to heal a physical body, to create a new organ, a new lung, a new heart, a new limb, a new joint, a new eye, a new ear, a new tooth. It's so easy for him. He's always present. He's always willing. Are we yielding? Are we yielding? Are we submitting to him? Are we recognizing he's always here? Philemon 1.6 says that the communication of our faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing in us, or effective, right? So how am I going to show people that I have faith? Not by telling them, oh, I got faith. I got more faith than you know. I got more faith than so-and-so. Who cares? Show me. Show me you have faith. How do we do that? By the acknowledging of every good thing in us. In other words, when I start realizing that God is in me, the Holy Spirit is in me, the Spirit of Christ is in me, the mind of Christ is in me, the new heart is in me, the Word of God is in me, and I start acknowledging the power of God is in me, I'm not afraid to lay my hands on the sick. I'm not afraid because it's in there. I know it's there. I accepted it. I know the words in there. I put it in there. I know it's in there. I'm not afraid to open my mouth. What's going to come out? I don't know. From the heart, the mouth speaks. What do I put in my heart? I put in the word of God. So what comes out of my mouth? The word of God. Here's a side note. If you're speaking nasty things, put the word of God in. Because you put nasty things in there through your thoughts. You know you can put things in your heart through your thoughts? If you think on something long enough, you'll take it and it'll be put in your heart. If you think about something long enough, it'll start cutting neuropathways in your brain and it'll get down into your heart and it'll sit there. And eventually it's going to come out. That's what the Word of God says. From the heart the mouth speaks. But a practical example, when Ryan and I were married the first time, if you don't know, I married my husband a second time. We were divorced for six years, but the Lord restored us. And I love him so much. But during our first marriage, hello, hello we're in the middle of a service. <laughs> Thank you. During, during the first marriage, I had some things come out. Because I'd sit there and I'd think on things. You know what? Like, I just think. I can't believe he this. He must not love me. He acted like that. And I thought on those things. And I didn't say anything at first because I loved my husband. He'd come home and I'd act nice and be wonderful to him. But I'd think on these things, right? And then before long, it's okay, Karen. 
And then before long, these things started coming out of my mouth. And I started cursing him, telling him he was dumb, telling him I can't believe how dumb he is, right? Because from the heart, the mouth speaks. And you know what that did is it destroyed my marriage over time. Had I taken those thoughts captive and only put the word of God in and the life of God in my, in my heart, had I done that, what would have come out of my mouth? The word of God. I would have said things like, wow, you're so smart. You're an amazing man of God. We're a great couple, right? And that would have built the marriage instead of tear it down. And that's how it is with our physical bodies as well. When we sit there and we think on the pain, when we think on the possible diseases that could come based on what we see on TV, based on what other people in our life have experienced, based on what we've experienced, when we think on those things, instead of thinking on the Word of God, you know those things kind of get down into your heart and then you start speaking them. Well, when I get old and have to wear glasses, I was just talking to someone yesterday that said that when they were young. In fact, the story goes like this. I was, she said, when I was young, I was an assistant librarian. And the head librarian had this pair of glasses that she always wore around her neck. And I said, when I get old and need glasses, I'm going to do that. And you know what? She has glasses around her neck. She spoke it, and it came to be. It came to be. Not everybody needs glasses when they get older. Not everybody does. And, and you don't have to keep glasses if you have them now. Because the word of God says that by his stripes you were healed. There's no shame or condemnation for wearing glasses, right? I would wear glasses when I need them. I wear them. Excuse me. I have reading glasses. Sometimes I need them. Sometimes I don't. Just depends on where my faith is that day. It really does. It really depends on what I've been speaking. And most of the time I don't need them. But every once in a while I'm like, oh, I should be speaking. I should be receiving the word of God. And you know, the same person that I spoke to yesterday that said that to me also said that when eyes start to go, they don't heal. But I know that's not true because my son used to wear glasses when he was a little kid and he doesn't wear glasses now. And when Jennifer was little, her prescription was so, so thick. She had to have special glasses, polycarbonate glasses, because she couldn't wear other glasses because they were too thick. And um, over the years, her prescription has improved so much. I know eyes heal. I've seen it. I know my eyes have healed. I know other people's eyes have healed. I know eyes heal. So that message was too late to me, right? Praise God. And I got to share with her that neurons are new every morning. Did you know that? In the past, they would say that you're born with a certain amount of neurons, and once they die, they're dead. That's it. New research has found that you are born, or I mean, every day you wake up, there's about 20,000 new neurons they're baby little neurons in your mind in your head 20,000 of them brand new neurons coming in your head and you choose where you send them and if you think on negative things you send them towards the negative negative. and if you think on the Word of God you send them towards the Word of God 
Renew your mind every day. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning you have an opportunity to get in the word and renew your mind. Every morning you have an opportunity to send out 20,000 new neurons saying that by his stripes I am healed. Or you could send them out and say that it's a terrible day and that everything hurts and that life isn't fair and my spouse is a wreck and my life sucks and your life sucks and you choose. And how you choose it is by which thoughts you take captive. What you're thinking on. What you're letting get down into your heart. And what you're choosing to manifest. That's one of the reasons I love speaking in tongues in the morning. Because all those new baby neurons are now focused on God. All of them. I'm saying all 20,000 of you guys... You get in the word, we're going to pray in the spirit, we're going to hear from the Holy Spirit, and you're going to take that, and those are the neuropathways I'm going to cut. I choose. You choose. What do I choose to speak? I choose to speak life. I choose to speak, pray in the spirit to get it out there. Because when I start praying in the spirit, what happens? I've taken control of my tongue, I've submitted my tongue to God, and it's changed the whole course of my life the whole course of my life. Do you remember when they tried to land something on the moon? They landed, they had a 500 mile radius and they sent off this, this rocket to the moon. And every 10 minutes they had to make a course correction. And when it got there, it was just inside the outer edge of the 500 mile radius. Like they barely made it, but they made it. But every 10 minutes, they had to make a course correction. Every 10 minutes. The whole trip to the moon, that's, that's a lot of correction. Every morning and throughout the day, I will make cor- course corrections in my own life and in my own physical body by speaking the word of God. In my own thoughts, I'll make course corrections. By his stripes, I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. God says that I'm called. God says that I'm anointed. God says that when we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Every 10 minutes, if you have to make a course correction, make the course correction. God says I'm forgiven. This is a big one, you guys. This is a big one. There's so many Christians out there that take guilt, shame, condemnation, and fear. They take it because they think it's right to do so. No, it's not. Every 10 minutes, if you have to, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Jesus' blood was enough to perfect forever me who is sanctified. This is what the word of God says. We're not making this up. It's not our words. We're not being presumptuous with the word of God. We're saying this is what the word says. This is how it is. This is truth. This is reality. Christ died for the sins of the whole world. It doesn't mean everyone's saved. You have to believe in Jesus. But once you do, you are washed clean. You are righteous before God. There's nothing stopping you from receiving your healing. There's nothing stopping you from receiving your destiny or the call of God on your life. All you have to do is just renew your mind. And every time you need a course correction, every time you need to say no, by his stripes I was healed. 
and then your knee hurts and you say no by his stripes I was healed and it may still hurt and you say no by his stripes I was healed and really say it out of your mouth speak it out speak it over your body because whatever you speak is the direction your life is going to go you have to speak it out and then pray in the spirit 